The most important man in my life was uh, my grandfather, Mr. Isaiah Goodlove. He worked at, as a janitor of an elementary school for 50 years and never learned to read or write, but he was the smartest man I had ever known. As he prepared himself to go see the master, it's two weeks before he passed away, spent two weeks in the hospital in sound mind, but weak and weary in body. And he would invite one of his grandchildren each day, or one of his children each day to come and uh, get his wise counsel. And so I was the last one invited to see him. But all the people who talked said, what he said at the end was, do you understand the message? And so this the sermon this morning, do you understand the message? He would grab your hand at the end and say, do you understand what I'm telling you? Do you understand the message? And his message was always one of keep the family together, hold the peace, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and more than anything, understand your value and your place in community. And that's the power of the text this morning. It talks about repentance, and, there, and it talks about peace, and there's no peace without repentance. We have to know who we are. We have to accept who we are. We have to be able to say to, to the Lord, I, I repent. I forgive. ask you to forgive me of my sins. Let's move on. And the scripture talks about peace, and it's a dual. It, it has two sides. Peace has two sides because as we talk about the peace we need for our own survival, the peace we need to live, as we talk about peace, especially during this season of Thanksgiving, this season of Christmas, as we talk about peace and we sing about peace and all the symbols are about peace, there's so much war going on. War of soul and mind and body and state. Everything, everybody seems to be at war. As we talk about peace, and no matter how spiritual you are, your soul is going to be troubled because as we speak, I just left the funeral yesterday. Young man passed away. I just left the hospital yesterday. Sick brother. Just talked to my daughter. Sick child. All of us can have a list of all the things that, that, that tamper with our peace. It's life. I, I, I applaud you if you haven't had any bad news this season. I applaud you if you haven't been sick this season. I applaud you if there's not been any trouble in your life. But under normal circumstances, there's going to be so much anguish and pain. And yet we're still called to be at peace, and we cannot be, though, unless we know Jesus. And we talk about Jesus' coming. He's not coming so you can give gifts. He's not coming so you can cook chitlins on Christmas. He's not coming so you can get your sweet potato pies done. That's all good stuff. But he's coming to tell, for, tell you and me to say, I need you to bring peace to the world. And that peace first begins with you. Amen. Your soul has to be at peace. You got to get up in the morning wanting peace. I talked about it this morning. Some people get up in the morning. Some spouses, some marriage couples get up in the morning already attacking each other. Your turn to make the bed. You didn't get your socks up. It's the wrong kind of orange juice. I, I wanted the non-pup, and you got the pup. Always something. Some people get up angry at their children. You didn't take the garbage. Get up whining and complaining, but the Lord says, you need to be at peace. Slow down. Chill out. 
Chill out and thank God for all your blessings. Thank God that your spouse ain't left. It's crazy as you are, they still there. Amen? Thank God your house, your roof is not leaking. Thank God you got food on the table. Just thank God that we live in a country where we are truly blessed with all the crazy things going on. We need peace. But the peace has to, we have to understand who Jesus is. He didn't come to bring you stuff. He came to bring you salvation. He came to bring you ease of mind and thought. He came to help you chill out. Not just doing this holy season of, of Advent and Christmas, but doing all the year. Because you might feel good these two months and then go back to war in January. That ain't cool. What he's saying is, I need you. More than anything, I need you to have the spirit of peace. And what does that mean? It starts in your heart. It starts in understanding who Jesus Christ really is. He didn't come for war. He didn't come for hate. He didn't come for malice. He didn't come for greed. He came for love. And you can't have peace without love. You have to understand that love includes everything and everybody. It's not just about you. I don't care how important you are. I don't care how cute you are, how rich you are. All of these things are fleeting. You might be fine now, but you'll be refined down the road. You might have, you might, everything might be in place now, but something's going to droop sooner or later. Amen. You know, those muscle, those six-packs are going to end up being more than six-pack. Those guns ain't going to be guns no more. They're going to they be what they be when you get older. But what we have to understand is that the intangible things of life matter to us, what God has given us, relationships, somebody to care about, somebody's hand to hold, somebody to laugh with as you get older, somebody to say, ain't God good? To be able to embrace your grandkids and listen to their hopes and dreams and not their, not their uh, 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 song of loot and glory but about their songs of praise and serving and being God's own children. Have you, have you, do you understand the message? And what it means in your life? And do you understand it's the message that will bring you peace if you let it? Will you let it bring you peace this morning? Will you let it bring you peace in your life? Or do you need to be mad at somebody? Amen? If we understand what peace really is and it begins with us, then it helps us to unfold our lives and ask God how we can make every aspect of our life better. Lord, help me to be a better husband. Help me to be a better wife. Help me to be a better parent. Help me to be a better child. Help me to be a better child of God, a better Christian. Help me to live so people understand that I'm just glad to be here for you, God. And have people understand that I know that life is fleeting. I know that soon and very soon I will be going to see the king. But until I get there, I've got work to do. Until I get there, I can't just sit on my porch and watch the cars go by. Until I get there, I've got, God's got something for me to do. There are people who need help. There are people who need prayer. There are people who need love. There are people who need advice. And if, I, if I'm too selfish to give it, then there's something wrong with me. Every day ought to be a generosity day. It shouldn't just be random acts of kindness for Christian folk. 
I get so sick of hearing that. Today is April 30th, it's the random act of kindness. Be good to somebody whether you want to or not. Every day, 365, 24-7 ought to be random acts of kindness, doing something for somebody. You just ought to have your antenna out, your antenna open to do something good for somebody. Who can I help today? Who can I love today? Who can I care about today? Not what can I get? If you visit Aunt Lucy because you think she's going to give you her loot when she dies. She got a lot of nieces and nephews, but I'll tell you one thing. They can't, nobody can say they've been there every day like me. Nobody can say that she counted on me because I'm going to get her stuff. The truth of the matter is if you love Aunt Lucy, her stuff doesn't matter. If you love her, then you can do things that other people can't do. If you love her, you can change her diaper. Oh, Lord, have mercy. If you love her, you can smell her liniment. If you love her, you can go into her house where she's let the chicken set out for two weeks because she forgot. If you love her, those things don't matter. If you love her, you understand that you're already at peace with whatever happens. She gives her loot to even to Johnny, Johnny, the bad dog of the family. Give it to him. I got your love. And that matters. Do you understand what peace means in your life? It's not the church you go to. It's not the place you live, where you live. It's none of that stuff. It's a tradition and a relationship that says from the day I arrived on this planet, I stood with the master. From the day I got here and understood who Jesus Christ is, I walked with him, I talked with him, I lived with him. The text that talks about to walk with God. Do you know what that means? Do you understand what walking with God really means? It's, it's not, it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It is going through hell and high water. It is, it is having pain in your life. Because there are days in your life when you wonder, you'll wonder, God, why me? If you're human, why me, Lord? I, I, did, I didn't deserve this. I'm a better person. Than, why have I got all of this pain this week? But if you just look around and your life is so much better than somebody else because somebody else is going through even more than you're going through. Amen. But it's, it, it, it's, it's God's people who help you survive it. None of us can go through pain alone. If you think you can, good luck. Amen. We need one another. As Bill Withers says, lean on me. I need you to let me lean on you. And when you, when you need to lean, I'm here for you. Don't just lean on somebody else and when they need you, you gone. Don't just grab all you can and when somebody needs you to give, you gone. Amen. Don't just give the worst of your stuff. I got this ratty old coat for somebody who might need it. I had it 14 years, Lord. It's got my foes, and, but it's still warm. Give people something that you, that you cherish. Amen. Give people something that you like. My... You've heard me talk about my, the girls in my family, my daughter, my granddaughter, all the girls. They're far rotten. The mother just, I've been talking to her. Get some help. You, you're ruining these kids. It's far rotten. But you know, we were living in Atlanta. I was going to sem seminary, and my daughter, Angela, came in and told me, talked to us about the little girl in her class who didn't have anything and she didn't care. She didn't get any toys. What we were going to do, what Dad and I are going to do, we're going to go and, and take her and buy her Christmas stuff. And I'm thinking, this selfish 
child wants to go buy, spend her money on somebody else because she had walked, so she had seen us walk with God, not be perfect parents, but she's seen us walk with God and talk with God and ask and ask the questions, what do people need? And her life is still like that. She's always looking around and all the fault she has, I have to give thanks to God that she sees the world. She's at peace with who she is and at peace with what it means to serve God and what it means to do for other people. No, I won't complain. I won't help Brother Davis and then I whine about doing it. I had to help him get his cows in. It worried me to death. You know, Miss Julie said she needed some help baking food for her kids for Christmas. And Lord have mercy, they bad kids anyway. I don't even know why she feeds them, but uh, I went over there and I helped do that. No, 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 folk. Just do it. Just be at peace with what you do. Don't find any excuses. Don't find any people to hate. Just do it because God has brought us that sense of peace. And in the midst of all the things that are ha happening, I want you to remember the joy that God has given us. I go to my family cemetery at least once a year because it's important to me. Generations and generations, and my great-grandparents are buried in that little, I mean, it's an ugly cemetery. And in those days, people of color, they just let you, the worst land, it seemed like, yeah, that's for you. You can bury people. But you know, when you go there, it's not the hills and the ruts that matter. It's the kinfolk you got there who you keep hearing them say, go on, go on, go on, go on. You keep hearing them say, do the best you can. You keep hearing them say, I'm at peace. I didn't have running water. I didn't have lights. I didn't have, I was beaten as a slave, whatever, but I'm at peace. Not because of my family name, not because of my wealth. I'm at peace because I understand that Jesus is a prince of peace. And I taught that to my family. I taught that to my siblings. I taught it to everybody. So at the end of the day, I know who Jesus is. At the end of the day, I know that Christmas and, and, and Advent and all that and all the year is about being at peace. And the ultimate question is this morning, are you at peace? Do you understand the message? And if you do, I promise you that every day is a day of joy. I promise you that even when death comes a knocking, you still got something to smile about. I promise you that when the doctor gives you news that nobody wants to hear, you still got something to smile about. And I promise you that 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 Paul wants down by that always seems to be a pine of joy to a peck of trouble. But when you're a Christian, you know that the blessings are coming. When you're a Christian, you know that every knockdown. Jesus is going to pick you up. You know that with every bit of pain, if for every thorn, there's going to be a rose. And at the end of the day, you and I celebrate because we understand and we know that we have not been playing games with the master. We've not been pretending to love Jesus. We've not been pretending that he's our Lord and Savior. We can stand up and say, first give an honor to God who here in my life. We can say that because we live it. We can say it because people know that's who we be. And as, and as Ray Charles always says, we're going to make it do what it do, baby. Can you make it do what it do, baby? If you truly love Jesus and understand peace, 
at the end of the day, you're going to make it do what it do, baby. Amen, amen, and amen.